the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Dot Comer. On Heading into the Chargers game on the West Coast. You can make an argument that these two games in six days are the Patriots' season on the line. If they want to make the playoffs, they need to win both. Uh, if they lose one or two, chances are, are getting slimmer and slimmer by the day. Well, I saw your buddies at uh... – what is it? Five thirty-eight. Did the ran the numbers again? I, yeah. The thing I found eye-opening. Yeah, they can win out and still not make the playoffs. They're only like ninety-eight percent. Yeah, but I mean that's like if they went out, they're in. No, I know, but what a kick in the nuts would that would be during this season if they won out, went on the road, won three in a row, finished the season great, everything, and then didn't make the playoffs. That'd that would, be, that would be that would be classic twenty twenty. That would be for Patriot Nation. That would be classic twenty twenty. Um, no, I think this is a really interesting week on and off the field. Um, off the field, the fact that they are going to L.A., which is sort of in lockdown mode, shutdown mode. Their yeah, mayor was saying – the stay-at-home order. Yeah, and their mayor said – he had a quote that I saw on the internet, like, shut everything down, um, and they got to play two football games there. And, well, I guess they're not technically in L.A., right? No, I don't think so. But um, – in that area, that counts. everything, yeah, and the the crap is hitting the fan out there. And not only are they playing games there, but they're staying there for the week. And I'm just interested to see how this week plays out for them as they quarantine at UCLA or whatever, and do whatever yeah, they're going to do. I'm wondering how that's going to go. Like, like, did, did, is it US UCLA's football team going too? Like, like yeah. their, their season's still going on too. It's like. But you also, we talked a little bit about this. You don't really need much. You're, you're not going to have these massive full practices with full pads and locker room and treatments. Right. And you're going to be doing a lot of walkthroughs and meetings. And so I don't think it's really that big a deal. Like, I don't think you really need more than a hotel. If you really wanted to, you could probably get it all done at the hotel. Yeah. I'm, like, maybe you need a field for an hour to just right. to run through things but you don't even need the locker room because you're probably just walking through things so you don't need to change or anything like that you're right and you're right. right if they really needed to they could get get by with it just staying at the hotel and finding a parking lot or a field right a parking lot is really all you would need for this week so um it's going to be an interesting week the season definitely i mean you've you've had this week i don't know if you kept track of this but chris gasper um who are the others? There were a couple of people that like, oh, suddenly it looks like the, the Patriots playoff road is clear. and Yeah, the there's, there's more of a, a push on, on social media and within the media, I would say so. Although I will say, I think Gasper actually acknowledged he's assuming there'll be eight playoff teams, which I actually think is less of assumption now than it ever has been. Yeah, just I mean, look at the way that, look at the way that things went last week with the Ravens and Steelers games. Like no question, they're, the doing, they're doing everything they possibly can to get these games in and not add that Week 18. Because if there was going to be a Week 18, it would have been last week. Yeah, th- that was my big takeaway between the game being played and then Goodell doing his little halftime interview slash talking points thing about, and he finished with, "We're intent on playing 256 games safely and playing the Super Bowl." Like. Whatever the reason, we've talked about this. I don't know why they're so hell-bent on avoiding that Week 18, but they are. And this, this week proved it. You just said it. Like, if, if they didn't go to, you know, push that game back to Week 18, then I don't think they ever will. Um, because I was, I've been joking for weeks. As soon as this plan of eight, eight teams popped up, I was like, oh, 
that's the door to open for the Patriots to get in, right? Right. I no longer assume there's going to be eight teams. There's going to be seven. And I personally think uh, Christmas miracle is what it's going to take for them to get. And it's, it's not so much about, you know, everybody's looking at all oh, the teams in front of them and records and you hold the tiebreaker with this team. They have to go on the road for three straight weeks and win football games. They haven't done that this year at all, at all. And it's not like these games are against the Jets. They're against the Chargers, no. which their record isn't great, but they're, they're a pretty good team. They have some talent. The, the Rams are, are, are a good team, and the Dolphins are a good team. So right. they're, they're tough games also on the road. You have two playoff teams in the Dolphins and the Rams, and you have, you know, Bill's quote through Cam that he then later denied about the Patriots being better than their record. The Chargers are better than their record. Like, I didn't realize it till I really looked at – you go to overtime with the Chiefs and the Saints, you have seven losses by one score or less. Like, they are – and now, the flip side is they have no good wins. Their wins are the Jets and the Jags and the Bengals. But they are like this close to being a much better team in terms of their record. And so I don't, I don't think this is a cakewalk to start no. off this road trip. I, I mean, nothing's a cakewalk for them, especially on the road. I mean, you, you kind of have two teams that are similar. They're, I was just going to say, they're the exact same team. Except. You could make the case, too, with the Chargers. That I'm sure if they had a play or two go differently in one of those two or those games, they're whatever, seven and – Five, is that what it is? Sort of the same thing with the Patriots. Right, except the, the big thing I would – and I was thinking about this. Um, Who would you rather be? No, the Chargers, no question. Like, like for now in the future? Every, the only thing they, they need is they, a coach. They have a quarterback. They have a, a running back. They have a wide receiver. Right. And, 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 and they have a defensive player of the year in Joey Bosa. Yeah, they're, they have every – and Derwin James is hurt. You forget he's coming back. Like, True. they have the core – and I, I actually argued this last year, if you remember. I thought they were a, a more enticing Tom Brady landing spot than a lot of people wanted to give him credit for. That's coach. And yeah, the coach stinks. I mean, the coach stinks. He's probably coaching one of his last few games. We'll get into a Patriots tie to that in a minute. But if you just look at them, I think, and this is classic, what we've been talking about for a while, the Patriots have a better owner and a better coach. Everything else is better in L.A., and I would include the stadium in their pretty new stadium oh, that they yeah. share. Um, but they, they're a talented team. They have their quarterback who some people doubted. If you remember last year, like Herbert was kind of polarizing. Some people seemed to really like him and then others didn't that, that it was going to be a bust. And I mean, I know we can't make any, I guess, long-term assessments right now, but he looks really good and they're not afraid. He's averaging 40 attempts a game. So it's not like they're managing him and easing. He, he chucks the ball and he should. I mean, if you watch him play, he's fun. Like, he's a modern quarterback with size. He can run, throws off his back foot, has an absolute rifle, can make any throw. Um, so, yeah, I, that just kind of hit me. Like, they're three and – what are they, three and eight? Um, yeah. They're a better – their goal, their needle is pointing in a better direction than yours because they have their quarterback, they have their young core, they just need a coach. So, let's get into that. Well, well, I want to run a, a – I'm going to – uh, service an idea that I might write for my Sunday thing, but I want to throw it out there first to you before I, I actually go through with them. Well, us and a few thousand of our closest friends. Yes. So I'm, I'm servicing ideas and trying to get some feedback. Do you think the Patriots uh, missed out on their guy by not going after Justin Herbert last year? Well, but how are you going to get it? I know. That's the thing. 
He went. I mean, he went number six. So and, not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You would. You know, how much better would you feel about the Patriots right now if Justin Herbert were? And in like, the I'm going off of both Bill and Josh McDaniels this week. Both acknowledged that they looked at him in the pre-draft process, and they they both had great quotes on it. So right, but I mean, it's, it's the cost. But then, like, you could say, well, they traded back in the like. Would you sacrifice Josh Uche and Anthony Jennings for Justin Herbert right now? Yeah, but it'd be more than that. You would have traded. First this year, first next year, multiple. All right, but then, yeah, but then you can make a case this year that they could use their first round pick on a quarterback. So, yeah, no, no, no. it's an argument, but it would have been an investment. You ever watch that show on um, on HGTV and the like, where the real estate agent asks the couple for everything they want in a house. Yeah. And she takes them to that house and they walk through and they fall in love with the house. It's got the pool. It's got, and then she goes, you know how much this house costs? And they say, I don't know, 375. And she goes, 850,000. It's like double your budget, right? That's how I feel about Herbert. Maybe they, but then you also have to take into account to get up there to get them. You have to convince you either. So, Tua went five, right? Herbert went six. Yep. So were you trading to four? Like, it's not like you just have to get to six. The Chargers wanted him at six, and the Dolphins wanted a quarterback at five. So you have to one up. You have to go above and beyond. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So like, it's not just the asking price. It's above asking price. Right, because the Chargers were in need of a quarterback. So they're not going to say, oh, well, all right, you, you offered us this, right. so we'll, we'll, we'll push back our plans. Now, I will say the fact that they liked him and then that – Peter King comment about, you know, he was really excited to meet Josh and that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Like that marriage, maybe it would have worked. Cause I also think he is, he's what I think they want. I think they want I agree. a guy who can throw a passer, but a modern passer who can run when he needs to, who can I, move around enough. Right. I, agree. Like, yep. I don't think they want Lamar Jackson. I don't think they want a runner, but they want a guy who can run. Just like Stidham is a passer who has athletic run. ability, can run, right? So, yes, the the big picture fit would have been perfect, aside from the fact that if Josh leaves, that breaks up that relationship, but you could face that anyway. Um, I just think, could you realistically have gotten to four from – where did they pick? 24? 24. 24. You know, that was a big Ben Bolin thing. He wanted them to trade all the way up to get Tua at five or four. I mean, I'm like, trying to think like what, what it would have cost, like definitely probably two firsts and a second and a third. At I least. Don't know. At least. And I would say it becomes more valuable because the quarterbacks are involved and people know sort of the value of those picks and franchise QBs. And I mean, we lost Andy here, I guess. I was just I'm my my take is that I think that they need a quarterback that bad and drafting Herbert. You broke up there, so I talked. Oh, I broke up. How come? Yeah, yeah. sitting fucking ten feet from the router. Comcast blows. Comcast absolutely blows. At least in my area. I apologize if they're better in other areas, but they blow in my area. I'm ten feet from the router. No, you broke up. So I just I just said that my argument for Herbert is that you needed a you need you need a quarterback eventually, and I think that sort of the reason that we mentioned he's their guy. And yes, I acknowledge he, he fits what they want, and I acknowledge that it would have cost a lot. I just think you find a way to to make it work. 
And we know how valuable quarterbacks are. If you have a quarterback, you're pretty much set. And as much as we think Bill Belichick is beholden to like the value philosophy, oh, he doesn't overpay for anything. Like I wrote a column today about Stefan Gilmore. You could say he arrived on a market value high-end contract, right? That's how he got to Foxborough. You decided you needed a number one corner. It wasn't Malcolm Butler. It wasn't anything you had. You went out and, and paid the going price, $65 million, right, for a, a number one. And it worked. You, you went to a couple Super Bowls. You won one. He's been a defensive player of the year. So this idea that, oh, the Patriots would never trade two ones, two twos, and a three to go get Justin Herbert. No, I think that's wrong. I think if Bill believed 100% in Justin Herbert, he would pay whatever he has to pay to get that guy. Right. Um, now, it takes two to tango. Is it realistic? Could it have happened? I don't know. Um, and, I mean, there's no saying he's better than, you know, Zach Wilson is the new – I mean, he's probably a comp. Like, he's yeah, athletic, styles, yeah. gunslinger, you know, got the, got the strong arm. Um, there's going to probably be a transition, although the Herbert transition, I think, has been faster and better than most people assumed. So, yeah, no, I think the quarterback position has been the talking point since last year. All offseason, it will be the talking point from here through the beginning of next year. Like, and even after that, depending on who they get. Yeah, the only way it quiets in September, let's just say, is if, let's say, they draft Zach Wilson. He starts in September. He looks, he looks like Herbert. Maybe they're losing games, but he looks like Herbert. He's making throws. Then you go, okay, they got the quarterback. They got that. Now it's time to talk about the things around them, the roster building, the long-term, everything else. Otherwise. The quarterback position has and will be the talking point in New England. All right. What were you saying before I interrupted you? Um, so I think we all agree Anthony Lynn is probably coming down the home stretch of his head coaching career. I would uh, say that's accurate. Yep. I saw Phil Perry uh, did a, a blog clip on Twitter, NBC Sports Boston, where they talked to Warren Sharp, who I don't really love. That's Phil Perry's area. He's big into the quants and the analytics and the PFF people, but uh, Warren Sharp said that Anthony Lynn is like the worst coach ever, that this is the worst matchup between two coaches you could possibly have in the NFL with Bill Belichick and Anthony Lynn. So I think it's universally allowed that Anthony Lynn is a really nice man who is soon to be the ex-head coach of the Chargers. And that brings in Burt Breer's idea that Josh McDaniels might be sort of having a Sunday afternoon uh, job interview with his performance in L.A., um, the obvious connection is Tom Telesco, their GM, played at John Carroll. So you have that. Um, now, I – Comcast really, really struggling this morning. Andy breaking up again. I, I don't agree with Josh Daniels going out to, to L.A., but we'll see what happens when, when Andy gets back and actually discusses uh, his thoughts. But I, I don't see it. But the argument's there. Sure, they're going to need a head coach, and McDaniels is potentially going to be available. And obviously the, the connection with oh. Herbert, you broke up again. Yeah, I can, I can hear you the whole time. Oh, okay. Weird. That is strange. All right. So, so why, why do you think it's a okay. thing? So I'm right. I'm running a speed test right now. And my thing tells me that I have 425 BP MBPSs or whatever, which is supposed to be high. Let's see what the upload speed is. The upload speed is 25 or 30 MBPSs. Both of those are good. So why is it breaking up? Can somebody tell me? Maybe we have a, a technician on this podcast listening that can help us out. I fucking hate computers. 
and internet and Wi-Fi and Comcast and everything. Like, what am I going to do if this happens when I'm doing a radio show? Unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't happen to you yesterday. Although, to be fair, I do um, plug into the router with a hardwire right. for the radio show. But it shouldn't be. I'm, I'm, literally, it's right there. I know. And it, this is just a Zoom. It's not like you're doing a radio show. No. And there's, like, no one else in the house right now. There's, it's not like my kids are on, like, 17 iPads and right. TV. There's fucking nothing going on. This, this is what annoys me. But anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Uh, her, uh, McDaniel is potentially going to L.A. And this is a job. Oh, um, I think the Chargers might be the best job for what we just talked about because young players, quarterback yeah. is all in place. Um, but the guy I would be looking at if I were the Chargers personally is an offensive coordinator from the AFC East. Yeah. But his name's not Josh McDaniels. It's Brian Dable. I think he is just a prime candidate with his resume, the quarterbacks he's worked with, what he's done with Josh Allen. I would look at that and say, my guy's better than Josh Allen. Now I'm going to give Justin Herbert to Brian Dable and see what he can do with my guy and better talent around him. Yes. I, I'm, I'm there with that. I just think back to Josh. I don't think that uh, like uprooting the family, moving across the country is in the cards. So is he never going to take a head coaching job? I think a little bit like me. Like, I don't want to move. I'm a a New Englander. I'm a Boston, you know, Um, Massachusetts guy. I don't want to move. Does he not want to move? I think if the Cleveland situation worked out, he might have been able to been talked into it because that's where he's from. But I think it has to be, like, a perfect situation. I See, I think he needs to lower his standards a little. Or, like, maybe in five or so years when his kids are, like, high school age. Yeah, but the ship may have sailed at that point. No, it could have, right. Um, now I actually did bring that up on, on Dale with Dale and Keith yesterday, because I said, I don't know how like entrenched he is or how much travel is like moving is a thing, but LA is extreme. Like I've said, New York, LA, like those are extreme changes. It's not, you know, I think a lot of other places, if you live in Indy or Cleveland or New England, the same thing. Yeah. But L.A. is like a beast. A big lifestyle change. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could probably find a suburb that might suit their needs. Yeah, I'm just talking, like, it just seems like he has got five kids. I think so. A lot of them. And, like, they're school age, like middle school and younger. I just think that he doesn't want to do that to the kids and, like, have them leave their, their, where they, you know, grew up and their friends and all that. Like, I think that means a lot. If it does, then I would say... He's gonna get himself pigeonholed as he's just here. He's he's but gonna be living. Do you think? I think that's. I think he's okay with that. Honestly, he might be. He might be. I've never like. I think he wants to be a head coach more than that. Now, he can want that, and then when the rubber meets the road, and it's like decision time, family, wife, kids. Like, I don't think he's an a hole and just gonna be like bleep you all. We're moving. I said right. so. So there is sort of a give and take there, and. It's challenging. Like, I wouldn't want to have to make that decision. Like, if it's like the family doesn't really want to go on one hand, but you have an opportunity to go be a head coach again for a team that looks like it's – you could be a Super Bowl contender if you play it right. Right. Like, that's a a tough, tough mix. But they've – I mean, did you watch – this is a total far field. Did you watch the Do Your Job with him and his wife? I did. And just talking about – the commitment it took and the early on and the lack of money and, you know, the living and that, like, I, I truly believe these ones that work are, it's a, it's a team. It's like a good GM and a head coach working together, the wife and the husband, they have to be on the same page. Right. And maybe 
maybe she says, no, 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 no. I, I committed early on. I took the lumps early on. I don't want to go anywhere. We're happy. We're making good money. We're living a good life. The well, that's what I was just going to say, too. He's getting, he's getting paid probably head coach money. Right. So, yeah, it's not good. But I do think he wants to be a head coach. I really But who do. says he can't do it here? Um, well, I mean, he may know that, maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, how long is Bill – is Bill done? Or is Josh willing to wait three years, four years? I, I, think, I think Josh would be willing to wait three or four years. Okay. Because I mean, then you can, he, he can tell himself that he's part of the rebuild in a way. Like he, I'm sure like if they, when they draft the quarterback, he'll be you know, a big part of that. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And, I mean, it makes sense. You can, argue, you can argue strongly, I think, on both sides of this equation that he wants to be a head coach. Maybe now's the time. That's a great opportunity if it was afforded to him. You can argue the flip side. That family-wise, big picture-wise, not just football, it makes more sense to just sit, wait it out. Clearly, the crafts like him, right? I mean, or he wouldn't be back. They wouldn't have They wouldn't extended. have given all this money. Yeah. yeah, so you can make a strong argument, and then it probably comes down to what it comes down to for all of us. You sit down with your wife and have a really tough family decision. That could play out. As soon as this week, I guess, like maybe the Telesco comes down to the field, whispers in his ear and plants the seed. I don't know. Well, it's- the other thing is we, that I, I kind of talked about with Dale and Keith is Telesco is an interesting guy because I think he's drafted really well. He's put together a really good team. So he didn't hire a good head coach in Anthony Lynn. Is he working? Does he make this decision unilaterally? The Spanos family, what's their input? I mean, they're the owners, but are they yeah. – going to hire sort of above his head and bring in somebody like what's the process going to be for them and we also I mean we're simpletons I keep saying this oh they played together at John Carroll so they must love each other and be like I don't know like what Telesco and McDaniel's relationship is and right I mean maybe he's saying yeah I want Brian Dable too like he's my guy like I don't right yeah Josh I, I send Josh a Christmas card every year but I don't want him to be my head coach like right who knows where that is but it is an interesting storyline to keep an eye on uh, moving forward. Definitely. Uh, to the game itself and the Patriots on, on the field, uh, let's talk about the, the passing game. If they're going to win against the Chargers, they're going to have to throw more than uh, 86 yards. Can we agree on that? I would agree. If I had to pick over the last two weeks what this game could look more like, it probably has a chance to look more like the Houston game than last week's game against Arizona. Yes. Uh, so you're going to have to throw the ball, and you could throw the ball and still lose. And J- Jacoby Myers admitted this week that there's more stress being put on the Patriots wide receivers because defenses are now crowding the box and just basically daring uh, the Patriots to throw the ball. And we saw that how that went last week. Not very well at all. So Cam Newton has to be better. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> can't I be really, any worse. He can't, and I don't really have a ton of faith that he's going to suddenly be all that much better, but. So, but like, they kind of are what they are. With yeah. the past, like they have, like Julian Edelman's not coming back this week. So you got Nikhil Harry, uh, Demir Bird, um, Jacoby Myers, Dante Moncrief. That's that's who you're who you're rolling with. And even from a running game perspective, it's James it's James White and Damian Harris because I don't think Sony Michelle is really part of this. No, nor do I really want him to be part of this. So. I just don't know like what they can do in a week span to suddenly change their like offense. Um, they can't. I mean, because this, de- this defense is good too. It's not like it's a, 
one of the worst devices in football. They have some playmakers. They do. Um, I mean, maybe like, I still think the running the ball is the thing. I, I, it's a broken record. Like you have but, Damian Harris. How can you run the ball against eight man box every single play? Sometimes you just have to say, I know they're trying to take it away, but we're going to try to do it anyway. Right? Like, but that's not how Josh thinks. I know, but sometimes you just got to like swallow your pride and, and like try what need. I, I don't even know how to articulate. No, but it. I, I agree with you. If, if Bill just sat Josh down and said, look, our pass game sucks. Right. We, we just need to run the ball four, four yards a carry, set up third and three, and run the ball again. And if we get it 75% of the time, we do. Like that's, how, that's probably their best offense instead of having Cam drop back on you know, second and seven and trying to throw a ball down the field to Demir Bird. Right. Like My guess is, and we obviously don't get to watch practice, but my guess is that they watch some like seven-on-seven seven versus air, three-quarter speed work, and Cam misses passes in that. Like, I, I just I, – I agree with you. I don't have any faith in the passing game. I would do that. I would run the ball with Damian Harris – then there'd be the well-timed flea flicker or, you know, trick play, whatever you want to call it, double pass, things that run a, run a bootleg with cam. Like, right. So that's what I would do. And I would also say this is another week where yes, you match up theoretically because you have the pass defense. That's your strength. They're a passing team. They don't run the ball. Now they have Eckler back. So Eckler that changes their offense a little bit, but even he's as effective as a pass catcher as he is as a runner. So if you run the ball, it's like two weeks ago, you know, Rack talking about it. You keep the quarterback, the offense on the other side, on the sideline, control the game. Like, it's not always going to work. Yes, you're going to have some first down runs of two yards, and you're going to be behind the chains, and you may then have a second down run of two yards, and it's third and six, and you punt. That's the reality. But I also think the offensive line and Damian Harris are good enough right now. You may also have some where, yeah, they get eight in the box, and you know what? I just picked up five yards and then I picked up another seven. And now, you know, I, I had a good read option with Cam and I picked up six. And the the margin for error is slim. I mean, let's look at like these college teams, like the 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 Georgia Techs or the Navies, like they run the ball. Sometimes they know we're gonna run the ball, it's not gonna work, we're gonna lose. But there's other games where they run the ball, even when they probably shouldn't run the ball, but that's what they do. They run the ball. Right. And they control the game. And suddenly the other team that better than them, that scores more points than them, is in a fourth quarter dogfight at 17-14, right? Yes. That's who I'd be if I were the Patriots. I'd be Georgia Tech. I'd be Navy. I'd be running the ball until I couldn't run the ball. Until, like, the other team proves, you know what, I'm going to actually just have to chuck it. But I think they're good enough at running the ball against most teams. Because I don't think there's any, like – Oh, these stout run defenses that you couldn't, no. you know, the, the 2000 Ravens that didn't give up a hundred yards for like 27 million years in a row. I don't think that exists in the NFL now. So even against bad matchups, you know what I think a bad matchup is Cam Newton dropping back to pass. I think that's a bad matchup. Even if the matchup says it's supposed to be a good matchup. Right. But I just think we know how Josh thinks like there are games where they run the ball, you know, at, at will to get down to the red zone and in the red zone, they say, Oh, let's start to throw the ball. And they, they stall out. Like that's just kind of how Josh sort of thinks. Like he always tries to be like one step ahead where sometimes it's like, just do what you do well and do what works. Right. And that's where I think 
Billy it, to come it, in and say, like, we're doing this? Somebody. Somebody needs to come to their – because I think they treat it like like a – what is it? Binary code or whatever. Like, yeah. oh, oh, there's eight men in the box. That means we throw. Like, yeah. it's like an if-then. What are they th- – yeah, that's programming. If-then statement. No, no, no. You know what I want? Run. If they do this, run. If they do that, run. Like, be who you are. Play to your strengths. Because I don't think they have a ton of strengths right now as a team. And one of them, I think, is the running game. But, um, I mean, the Chargers are not a terrible deep run defense either. So that's the issue. Like, I was looking at it. It really surprises you. We talked about earlier that they're better. They are, I think, they're number two or three offense in terms of yards. Mm-hmm. And they're 12th in defense. Like, they're one of the – I always look to see – one of the first things I look for in rankings is which NFL team is in the top 10 in both offense and defense just to see who's balanced. And they're a three-win team that has the 12th defense. Like, they're knocking on the door being top 10 offense and defense. Um, so, yeah. The, the bottom line is I would run the football until I couldn't run the football because not only is the passing game more often than not sort of inefficient and he's not accurate, like, then you add in the turnovers, like the throws that are bad. And, I mean, it's also not fair, in my opinion, to say, well, Demir Bird and Jacoby Myers are going to win all these like one-on-one matchups and they're just man beaters and they are who they are. Like if you scheme them open, do I think they're capable? Yes. Do I think you can just say they're going to beat the guy across from them every down? No, I don't think that's realistic. Uh, The other side of the ball, this is another big game for Stefan Gilmore, probably going up against Keenan Allen, who I think is one of the more underrated great wide receivers in football right now. Yeah, because I don't think he's flashy. Like, I mean, it's pretty flashy to have – what do you have, 17 catches? Well, I was just say, just look at the freaking box here every week. He has double-digit catches almost every week. But he's more of a possession guy. He's more yeah. of a – like, you're not going to get the DK Metcalf yeah, highlight. Just, he's not the 70-yard touchdown bomb every week guy. Right. But, yeah, he's a really good receiver. And, you know, Gilmore could have a not-bad day and give up seventy eight catches. <laughs> right? Yeah, like – that's just the reality. Um, and then I'll be in a fight with his wife again on Twitter probably, but try to avoid that. Um, I thought I was very professional, by the way, in my column. I didn't reference her by name. I didn't want to specifically get into it, but acknowledge that some people have a hard time seeing what Stefan Gilmore is honestly at this point in his career and his life. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with your take. I think it's kind of – I think the Obvious? same thing. Yeah. Yeah. She, she thinks it's a hot take, and a lot of people think it's a hot take. I think it's the most – basic obvious take ever don't sign the 30 year old cornerback to a big money new contract it makes zero sense on any level and that's not really what the Patriots do either like that's no. not so yeah it, it I would, it's not a hot take but getting back to the um to the matchup at hand and it's also people keep telling me I think via numbers and all these things like the Patriots pass defense is better than I think it is like, it's fine. Like, it's supposed to be your strength. It's supposed it's, to be elite, and it's not. It's not elite. And I think people keep trying to convince me that Gilmore, the past defense, are still elite and still – they're fine. Yes, they're your strength. But – and the pass rush is what it is. It's sort of like the Cam argument. If you say Cam stinks, well, the defenders will say, he's got no weapons. Well, if you say the, the pass defense isn't great, they'll be, there's no pass rush. I'd like to see you cover for 27 seconds every play. Right. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I asked you to do more, but you are what you are. I mean, even the offensive line. It'd be like this week if they run the ball and they don't have success. 
oh, well, they had eight men in the box. Okay, I didn't say it was ideal, but I pay you a lot of money. I've invested in you to be a strength. Right, right. So, yeah, the pass defense um, will be tested this week. Gil- and it's not just Gilmore. I mean, a couple weeks after we watched Jordan, what was his name? Jordan, Jordan, who's the tight end for the? Atkins, Akins. Akins. Jordan Akins torched them um, in the Texans' tight end. You have a much more qualified tight end in Hunter Henry this week, who I wouldn't say is like a superstar, but he's. He's very, like, very solid. Very, very good. Yeah, he's, he's a top 10 NFL tight end. And has, he's going to have four plus catches a week. Like, that's just who he is. So, you know, given their struggles with tight ends at times, he'll be interesting. Um, Mike Williams can certainly make plays for them. And as I said, maybe the most intriguing matchup is Eckler out of the backfield, who he's had multiple 11 catch games this year. So he's a guy that I don't know who he'll end up with if it's, Jawan Bentley, if it's I hope not Bennett, for their sake. Well, right. That's my point. Like it could be you could end up with a bad matchup there on Eckler that could now, because the numbers Eckler. that um if you look at Herbert, he's put up a lot of yards and numbers. They're not afraid to dink and dunk. They're not afraid to, with Allen, Eckler, those guys, just take short passes and sort of death by a thousand cuts. Um, which could fall in line with what the Patriots at times have been on defense. Their mm-hmm. bend but don't break has been back and then That'll obviously put the premium on the red zone. Do they kick field goals or do they finish drives with touchdowns? But um, that the Eckler one is an interesting matchup, in my opinion. Well, I was just going to say, like, with all these weapons that they have, this would be like an offense that Josh Daniels would be able to scheme up, you know, ways to get Eckler a mismatch or ways to free up Mike oh, Williams. Yeah. And, oh. Anthony, and Anthony Lynn, I don't know if you can have faith that they can do that. So it's kind of like where the coaching matchup actually could benefit the Patriots. Yeah, I – I picked this game this morning, as I usually do on main radio. I picked the Patriots, basically saying, I think they're very similar teams. I think the Chargers are more talented, but the Patriots have the better coach. And I'm just going to give the slight edge to the Patriots to make the play late, that Gilmore or McCourty has that interception or you get the fumble recovery, because they have fumbled a lot. The Chargers have like 12 fumbles, six loss this year. Um, But that's what I think it's going to hinge on. I picked Patriots 23-20. But I think it's going to hinge on a single play. Yeah, I think it's going to hinge on a single play. And I'll say Belichick or McDaniels and the whole scheme and some of the veteran players get that play. But it will not stun me if they lose this game by any means. Not at all. No, I, like we've said before, that these two teams are very, very similar. It's just you could probably point to the same thing with the Chargers and the Patriots. Two or three plays over the course of the season didn't go their way, and that's why they're below 500. If they flipped, they could very easily be above 500 and be playoff teams. And that's what the life is. We've talked about this, the fray or the mediocrity or middle class, whatever you want to call the NFL. That's, it's a fine line. You pick like five plays and you are a playoff team. You miss five plays and you're picking in the top 12 picks in the draft. Uh, so we podcast, we a little weird next week. Do you want to look Wait, ahead? I'm not done. No, I know. I was going to say, do you want to look ahead to the Rams at all? No, I want to look ahead to Cam Newton. Oh, okay. Let's go. We didn't Cam- touch on Cam Newton as much as we, the Jarrett Stidham angle. Oh, Do you okay. think Jarrett Stidham will play on Sunday? No. Do you Do think Jarrett Stidham will play in the next five weeks? Yes. How? Uh, week 16 or week 17 when the game doesn't matter. Start? Yes. So they're going to be eliminated from the postseason. Jarrett Stidham gets a start. Yeah. Okay, be strong. Don't do that. Be strong here. Okay. Jared, Stidham start, Jared Stidham will start Monday Night Football against the Bills. 
Monday night football matchup with Jared Allen and the Bills. Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen. Sorry. Yeah, week 16. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, like, totally confident in it, but that's – because I if, – if, if, if they lose – I'm confident in this. If they lose two of their next three, Jared Sidham will start that game. So, and so one of the talking points, the current thing was like a platoon series of packages, second quarter. No, don't do that. I, I don't have any interest in that because I don't know because, what it proves. Because you don't, we've already, like Jaredson hasn't gone a, a full week of practice where they say, you are the starter. You're going to run these plays and, and, and go through the whole week as a starter. He hasn't had that ever. And you need to see that to actually know what he is. I agree. I agree 100% that. I've seen snippets of Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. That's a pet peeve of mine, by the way. People call him Jared Stidham, and it's Jared. Um, I've seen snippets. The snippets weren't good. Right? Like Now I need to see if he can handle a week from Wednesday through Sunday type week where he's, he knows what he's doing. He prepares for what he's doing. Give him a chance. And maybe he'll fall on his face. Maybe Bill even thinks he'll fall on his face. But let him fall on his face. Right? Give him that opportunity. I think it's fair to him and only fair to him. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Bill said, Cam's still our quarterback because he's the best we have at the position or something like that. Like, unless the injury gives him that door, whether real or fake, manipulated or not, I just think Cam's their quarterback and they're going to live and die with Cam. But unless unless Cam is seriously hurt, what where is the argument to have Stidham play this week? Like you're you won last week. You're in the playoff mix. Like you're, you can talk yourself into that you're a playoff team more so than ever before this year, really. Right. And even Bill, his comment, um, I think it was to the OMF guys when, when Glenn Ordway started it by saying, you know, you guys have struggled to finish games and execute, but you finally did this week. And Bill said, well, yeah, it's a lot like three of the last four weeks we finished games. Like he, at least vocally, publicly is saying, yeah, we've done a pretty good job the last month. We've won three of four. We've finished games. We made the plays we needed to do. We threw for 350 in Houston. Like he's building a resume over the last month, I think, um, that you're right. It would be counter to all of that to say, you know what? Now we're going to see if Jarrett Stidham can play. Let's throw him out there and see what he's got. That I think that – and I, I, I'd add in the, the thing I blogged on the website the other day. You have a Lawrence Guy, a team captain, saying we're not quitters. You know, we're warriors. We're fighting to the end here. We, we believe in the, like, moving forward and focusing on the, the present. All of that, you'd be pulling the carpet out from underneath it if you just said, yep, Jared Stidham's the starter this week. Now, the injury, I guess, I, I would be interesting if, to know, has Jared Stidham taken any more reps this week? Now, I know by the letter of the law he has because Cam's in the limited. limited. Yeah. So that but means that, at least – is that three snaps? Is that 20 snaps? Is that right. Is it, is it a couple or is it something where, um, you know, the scout team's like, huh, Jared Stidham's out here a lot with that offense. Like, are they noticing it or is it so few and far between that it's not even really noticeable on the practice field? Which we, we won't even get to know that because Bill's, they're done with their press availability for the week. Yes. So we'll just have to piece together whatever happens so on Sunday. What, what's your take on Newton and when does Stidham – if start or when I think we see Stidham at some point, not Sunday. Um, I think I'm more like with you, they lose a game, they lose two and things are kind of, and I also, by the way, don't think that necessarily means Cam is done in new England. If Stidham plays in week, you know, 16, 17, your scenario. Um, I think there's a chance bill says, listen, Cam, we we're interested in bringing you back as our bridge. 
but and we've talked about this, but we need to find out what Jared is. I need to give him a shot to see if he's sticking around. Right. You may stick around. I need to find out if he's capable of even being a backup next year. Um, because otherwise, like if he stinks and they, they're ready to move on from him, you could have three new quarterbacks next year on this roster, right? That's, yeah. So no, you could draft the guy, sign it. Part of it before, you need to figure out part of the season and not making the playoffs is you need to see what Stidham is. That's right. part of your like accomplishments, the boxes to check off for the season. We started, or at least I did, with that was the primary goal. Like, this isn't may not be a good team, but if you find out that Stidham is your definitive starter or definitively can't play, you've accomplished something. There's been there's been a, a victory of some level this year. And so far they haven't done that. He's played what I mean, not very much. The second half in Kansas City, like Yeah. Not much at all. And a little the, bit again. The 49ers game. Yeah, like mop-up duty, whatever. He throws picks. We know he throws picks, but would he be different if he were the starter? I think at some point you need to find that. So, yeah, I'm not – I'm with you. I'm a little wishy-washy, even though I gave you a hard time for being wishy-washy, but I think well, he plays when they're eliminated or basically – now that we're th- – like, if they go um, two and one in these games, like if they lose one game before that Bills game – they're still going to be in the mix, and you, you're kind of doing the same thing we just talked about. It'd be Connor product, Connor, and you're you're going against what you've preached all year. Counter, put, counter, counter. You're going against. I butchered that. I know. You know. You know what I was saying. Yeah, I do, and and that's probably the most likely scenario. They lose one game, but then they win a game. Like so, you're kind of extending and it. Also, like if you beat the Dolphins, like you kind of have momentum going there. Like I think that that Dolphins game is a, is a huge, huge game. Well. Only if you don't lose the two before it. But if you if you win one if you split in LA, which we right. kind of agree that they probably will do. Right. If you win that Miami game, like you're kind of Yes. I don't I don't want to say like fir- firmly in the mix, but like you are. You're hanging around and depending on what's happening with the other teams over the next three weeks, you're you're hanging around. And I keep saying, like, I don't know. Sometimes I agree with the people that say Cam gets like over criticized in that he is a 500 quarterback this year with a pretty bad team. I think this is a pretty bad roster. Yes. And he's five and five. Right. Yeah. So, but, but I would just also like to, to argue, like if you inserted an average quarterback into his shoes, I think they'd be better. I do too, but I just want to give him that's an if. I just want to give him a little bit of credit for the, the actual facts of the season. The team, in my opinion, in a lot of areas, stinks. Doesn't have requisite talent. He has them at five and five in the games he has started. Now, the next step is, if I just stick with pure facts, forget putting in an average quarterback. I would, tip, I would echo what Teddy Bruschi said. Did you hear when he said, oh, they can absolutely go four and one down the stretch, but they need help. And the reality is that sometimes, and I'm paraphrasing, Cam's part of the problem. Like, he fumbled in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He threw a pick to try to lose the game against the Cardinals. You should have lost that game because of Cam Newton, just like you lost in Buffalo because of Cam Newton, right? Yeah. So credit him for being 5-5. Five and five. Critique him for some play that is the reason you're not better than 5-5, five and five, right? right? I just want to be fair. Just, just trying to be – you know me. I'm only fair. No, I- it's a weird – you're right. You want to give them some credit because they are 5-5, five and five and with their current roster, they could very easily be 3-7 and seven with him right. as a starter. But like you said, 
You just look at just look at what we've seen. Just look at the games themselves. Use the eye test. Like well, could they could they be better? Is Cam Newton playing well? And I would say he's the perfect Patriots quarterback in that way for this year because I think the quarterback and the team are the same. Give them credit for fighting hard, being competitive, well coached. They also aren't very good. He's not very good, and they're not very good. That's the reality. My last thought on Cam, he, he, with, I think he's gone – we kind of praised him early on in the year for giving great interviews and, like, he's honest and this and that. Lately, it's kind of been like – it's the same thing, but it's like it's week 12. Like, why are you still saying, like, we're still working and getting better? Like, you've had 12 weeks. Like, you can't say that now. Like, that's, that's a week, you know, four or five excuse, not week 12 or week 13. This Comcast went out again. Don't, don't have them to respond to my uh, take there. Still there? No, I guess not. That, that just my, I think maybe that's just me personally having sort of listened to Cam week after week after week, having the same thing sort of wearing on me. But I, I, I think the comments are getting old because he's been saying the same thing week after week. And it's just how long can you keep saying the same thing over and over again before it's like, just fix the problem. Like McDaniels is doing everything that he possibly can. Hey, how are you? Hey, you're back. Thanks. Just thing blows. <laughs> it does. Like, I don't understand. I, I really can't comprehend. I pay Comcast, what, $230 a month. Yeah. To have shit. Absolute shit. Call them up and say that. Like I'm sitting 10 feet from the router. Like, I, Whatever. What was your point? I don't, I don't even care anymore. We'll, we'll wrap this up. Uh, what was I going to say? Newton's uh, saying, like, the same thing over and over again. It's kind of getting old. Like, it's week 12. You can't use the excuse of I'm still learning. But that's what they all do, right? I mean, Brady's do still they, learning. Do, do they, uh, though? Yeah, Brady's still learning. And, you know, it takes some time for everybody to learn. Every, like, that's football. That's cliche. Brady's not saying that, though. Bruce Arians is saying that. I know, but. And Brady kind of is. Like, I heard him with Jim Gray this week say something along those lines. It's always the same. You know what it is? It's like the people, Gronk, his act was old when he wasn't performing. His act was awesome when he was performing. When he had, you know, three years ago, a great year or whatever it was, <laughs> nobody was like, oh, I'm kind of tired of Gronk's act. You know when they get tired of it? When he was pondering retirement and they almost traded him and he clearly wasn't as good and the numbers weren't as He's no longer funny. I think it's the same with Cam. Like, when he's successful, like, oh, that's quirky Cam and the nicknames and the fun and, like. But it's not even that. I'm just I'm talking about the excuse for I'm still learning. Like, you've been around for 12 weeks. You just hate him. I don't no, know why. No, I don't. For some reason I, I, you hate him. No, I don't. I think that, like, we t I agree with you. He's, he's done everything that you want him to do in terms of, like, off the field and preparing. I think that's, like, I came into the year not thinking that he was going to be the great teammate and the hard worker. He proved me wrong there. Like, I acknowledge that. I think everything that he said that they say about him, he's the first guy in, last guy out. He puts in the time. He wants to be successful. That's all fact and true. But just when it comes to the games themselves, it's not there. And that's all that really matters, right? Let's be honest. Like, you can be a total a-hole from Monday through Saturday and – you need to perform on Sunday, or you can be a really nice guy from Monday through Saturday. And if you can't perform on Sunday, then no one really cares. They say you were a nice man and then they cut you and wish you well in your future endeavors. Right. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not as down because I think that's what football players do is they just kind of stick to cliches and 
You know, I don't care about the stats. The only stat I care about is the victory and we're getting better and I'm, you know, we're working hard and we're improved, what, whatever. They all use cliches. Don't be so negative towards Cam. People will call you that R word again if, you, if you're not careful. All right, so we've got a weird uh, week coming up. We'll have a post-game podcast after the game, probably. Uh, since it's an away game, we can probably bang one out Sunday night. Yep, 4 o'clock uh, game. We'll bang that out around 8 o'clock or something. After the uh, post-game Zoom conferences. Yes. And then uh, got a short week next week, so we'll, we'll see how things play out. There may not be a Rams preview podcast, but... No, the hell there won't be. No? Tuesday we're doing one. We could probably do one Tuesday. Since I work from home now for radio, I... Oh, that's true. We, got, we have all the time in the world now. Opens up a few more hours, you know, assuming Comcast actually... Yeah, gets that's true. That's bandwidth true. and jackasses. Uh, so you had, what, 23-20 Patriots? 23-20 Patriots. Don't feel great about it. 27-24 Patriots, and I'm with you. Don't feel great about it, but I just... You put Brady, I mean, not Brady, Bralichek, McDaniels against Anthony Lynn. I think you got to take that uh, every time. Which is how they won their only time on the road this year, right? Adam Gase lost the game. Well, Adam Gase threw 12 guys out for a field goal attempt and then told Joe Flacco to throw a 40-yard bomb up late. But That is true. But whether he did that on purpose or by accident, that's why they won that game. Yes. I think this could be similar where Chargers fans are just completely pissed off at their coach and like another game they could have won, but they don't because they do something dumb. All right. We'll uh, talk to you Sunday night after the game. Peace out.